Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the DC Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. Pacific. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. It's me, Moshe, and stuffing a banana into her mouth is the one and only... How dare you treat our listeners like that? Listen, I'm trying to get my potassium level up for this podcast. Uh, Having a banana... It's it's a good look on you. I've always liked the way you look stuffing a banana into your throat. I hate bananas. And my mom would always You be, hate bananas? Mm-hmm. But Why? I ate that because I'm hungry and it was kind of green and I, I can handle that. Ooh, I would love you not to chew into the mic though. It's mukbang. That's not mukbang. It's not. That's yuckbang. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I have to tell you, Moshe, I am so impressed with what I've seen from you today and i need to tell this story yes natasha i've just been really complaining a lot about men yes you have because i feel like women still have to do all of this like mental labor Mm -hmm. constantly doing everything and like men the thing that we originally liked them for we just have to outsource like you guys can't hang up a picture or like do you know some physical stuff that i need i need like furniture moved Mm -hmm. i need like even light bulbs like i'll just like pay i just pay task rabbit, you know, or, or have a handyman do it. Cause I don't want to like bother. Anyway, the point is I got home and there has been this hunk of cement, a giant hunk of a cement. giant hunk of cement. Like someone poured cement. Like, I don't someone? know if it was at, well, I hired someone to put somebody a, came by and poured cement. No, I'm just saying I had some, a little construction project, like an awning put up Yeah. and they needed to cement in the awning thing, uh, awning pole, but they put all of this, extra cement uh-huh. like in a pile and it's so ugly and then it it like uh codified or what's it called like it solidified yeah. into this like ugly dome that was just sitting in my backyard I, and it I was would call so it a ugly boulder. it was like a boulder yeah and i got home today and mm-hmm. it's been like every time i look at it i just get like i bristle yeah 
This has been for two months. Mm-hmm. I come Maybe home Maybe that's today. why I've been in such a stank <laughs> attitude the last two months. I come home. It's gone. It's gone. And I'm like, what, what the trip. hell? And I looked around and I came right up to our pod- podcast producer, Laura, and I said, Laura, were there workers here? And she was like, no. Mm. And I was like, oh, something's missing. I was like, I was like mystified. Yeah. And you... Yeah. I saw I saw two things. Yeah. I saw a plumber's wrench. Yeah. And I saw a wet piece of rope that looked like someone might have hung themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and those two things with like bark everywhere were, were the only um evidence. The only evidence. And that you some told shit me had gone down. You told me you removed it. Talk me through this, Moshe. You want me to talk you through it, huh? How did you do that? Because the other day I was like, Oh, this is cemented into the ground. Well, I'll tell you it wasn't easy, Natasha, and I want to thank you for bringing it up. Um, and I actually am going to go ahead and say, uh, it was a heroic effort. I, what I had to do was take that plumber's wrench it's, uh, and wedge up this boulder of concrete mm. so that there was some space between the ground that it had been buried into and, uh, just a little wedge so that I could wrap a rope around it. Oh cinch my the God. Rope, How did you think of that? Because I'm a fucking man, Natasha. Though you cuck me out, <laughs> though you deny my masculinity, I'm a fucking man. But how did you know to do a rope and a plumber's wrench? I used my man brain. A rope? Yeah. I would have talked to you. <laughs> I wrapped to me. it. I lasted. Thank God it. you did it while I was gone. Thank God indeed. <laughs> I la- I I roped it around the boulder. I cinched it tight. I wrapped the rope then around my buttocks, and I used what? My- yeah, honey. I wrapped were you in that it. white outfit? I did. I did take the shirt off. I started with this outfit. Oh my god! So you were out there. <laughs> did anyone get it on video? Nobody got it on video. This is the invisible. You became a human this mule. This is the invisible labor of men. You were like a women, human mule. When women aren't around, they don't see the stuff that men do for them. I wrapped the rope. I I I I wrapped rope around a boulder. I put it through a loop. I cinched it. I wrapped that loop around my waist. Sounds a little dramatic. Put it under my butt and pulled it back using all of my strength so that it came undone. Then. Whoa. Oh, we're not done. Did you loosen it first with the plumber's wrench? Yes, I did. Then I went and I got an Ikea shopping bag. I put the Ikea shopping bag. Hopefully one of the blue ones, not the white one. It was the white one. Underneath the, the boulder. I toppled the boulder into the Ikea shopping bag and I attempted to lift the boulder. This was very difficult. <laughs> so I thought to myself, I need a wheelbarrow. We don't have a wheelbarrow, folks. So I went and I got our child's blue um, push car. It looks like a little car with a honk, honk. And I, and I toppled the boulder into the blue push car. I, I pushed the <laughs> this blue This is such ca- a Moshe job. I pushed the it blue car. It involves all these props, kids' toys. I pushed the blue car. His body. Into the sidewalk. I toppled our garbage can over. I pushed the car up, thrumbled the boulder into the garbage can. At this moment, a male friend walks by on the sidewalk, and I said, where were you when I needed you? (laughs) Nearly a moment ago. And if you go into our garbage can right now, you will see a 100-pound boulder. You think it was 100 pounds? Yeah. Wow. That I, by myself, was able to rest from its underground perch. And I'm going to say this. I think that I'm underappreciated in this house. And that is the evidence. I mean, here's the thing. When I got there, I was a little mad. I was like, who left such a mess? Because mm. <laughs> there was like bark everywhere, the a nut- plumber's wrench, and a wet piece of rope. Now, this is classic you. But 
because you did that, I'm, I, you know, I'm like, maybe it is okay to pick up after him because Thank you. that made me happy Thank and it was you. worth it for sure. Thank it took me you. two seconds. I got blue all over me. Look, this is from your rope. Mm. I did clean it and pick it up. Yeah. But I'm surprised your white outfit isn't full of... You. I took the white outfit off. Oh, I see. And I did the work that needed to be done as a man. Well, honey, I have to tell you something. I'm very impressed. Well, you should. I am very turned on. Well, if you had seen and it, you would have been more turned on. Because I, I know you've always wanted to get absolutely fucking creamed by a mule. That's a, a, a secret sexual fantasy you've always had, is to get an actual half donkey, half horse to just absolutely uh, split you open. So that's what a mule does? They like help move heavy boulders kind of thing? Well, it's called being a beast of burden. And that's what I was today. Moshe, this is so... So I'm, I'm actually curious, what was the... What was the other ways that you thought to remove that? Because that one's pretty specific. I went and tried to lift it. Mm. I realized very quickly that wasn't going to happen. Right. I realized that too. Uh, so I knew that I needed to pry it. Uh, we don't have a lot of pry tools. I see. So I Kicking found, it? Did you try to kick it or throwing something at it? No, honey. That sounds like woman's logic. <laughs> but well, I it's used just the, such an intricate plan. I mean, you be, you mate turned yourself into a mule. Yeah. Don't you have a bad back? I didn't put my back into it. I put my butt into it. So you, you did the rope super low, like close to your uh, butt? Under my anus. <laughs> Wait. You used your 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 and upper thighs? No, my ass. What my about ass. your penis? Wasn't that? I didn't p- use my penis. Although <laughs> now that you mention it, I could have wrapped that around it and just uh, thought about you, got an erection, it would have popped it straight out of the ground. But I didn't think of it. At the okay, time. so so you so this is a manly thing because that's not something I would know. So you you came up to it, you sniffed it out. You're like this must this is a prying situation. Yeah. Okay. And I thought yeah, I'm gonna need a rope. Okay. I have a rope. Lucky me. I went and got that rope. And I use my my anus hole to pry it out of the ground. And how many minutes did it take? It took a cool half hour. <laughs> yeah. You were sitting in the backyard with no shirt on. I had a shirt on. With okay. With a with a rope around your butt. Butthole. Just like 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 argue like uh pushing and pulling. I was arguing with it. Pushing and I was pulling doing a this Jewish boulder. Style. I was like, could you could would it kill you to come out? That is really impressive. And then when you finally got it, did it feel great? It felt, I nutted. <laughs> I did. I nutted in my white pants. And that was lucky I was wearing white pants because it blended right in. All right. Well, I'm it definitely... Felt great. It felt great. I mean, I, it felt... it felt. I wonder if it felt as great as when I walked out and that fucking hunk of shit was gone. Uh, it felt really good. and I thought It like came up to my knee. It was really big. And I was able to do it all by myself. Nobody helped me. That's amazing. I would have paid chi- someone $2,000 to remove it. All it took was a child's toy, a length of rope that I bought for another task that you shamed me for and wouldn't allow me to use, <laughs> and a pair of garden shears. I'm going to be honest with you. It was not a plumber's wrench. It was um, a pair of clippers. Did you break the clippers? The clippers are alive, and they live They live well to this very day. Well, I'm very impressed. I have a new... I have new... Uh, no, you're much more handy than a lot of my friends' husbands. Oh... <laughs> Well, well, well. Nay, though I am in the Writers Guild of America, I still know how to move a boulder using nothing but a rope, my own anus, and the the power of my mind. You also you also are half European farmhand. That is it. true. I do have some um, some strong house building Gentile blood flowing through my veins, and that may have been what I called upon. Maybe that's what turns me on. I'm just kidding. <laughs> maybe, maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe the growing scourge of anti-Semitism is alive and well in my own family. Hey, Tosh. Yamos. Yeah, you know what I love pounding you on? 
Uh, Buffing Saturday? you. Saturday? Yes, Saturday, but on top of my favorite. Ha, ha, ha. Prostitute? Helix mattress. I love a Helix mattress. Oh, I love Helix mattresses too. In fact, all of our beds in our home have Helix mattresses and they're amazing. I don't have night sweats anymore. And I took the Helix quiz. I'm sorry, Moshe. I just got to take this for a second because I'm very you passionate. You take it, girl. You take I it. I am very passionate about this product. I took the quiz. I have always been a hot sleeper waking up mm -hmm. in a cold sweat. I would have these cold, mm -hmm. clammy pajamas every night. The clammy pajamas. In the middle of the night, I'd have to switch three times. That doesn't happen to me anymore. And my back problems went away the minute I took that Helix sleep quiz and got me a firm-ass mattress. You can get one, too. And during Black Friday, this special promo time, Helix is offering 25% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners in honor of Black Friday. Go to helixsleep.com slash honeymoon and use code HELIXPARTNER25. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better, better sleep, sleep starts, starts now. Uh, so today, because it's just you and me, Natasha, no guests, we're raw-dogging the podcast. We're going to do a, one of our famous written episodes where we answer your questions that you've written in, people that are too scared to come on the podcast but do need a little bit of help. Oh, I love that. All right, can I go first? Yes, please. Okay, here's here's one. Hello, day one listener, first time writing in. That's I love a pretty it. good, uh, that's a pretty good, rash, rash, what is it? I don't know what word you're going <laughs> for, but I get what you're saying. It's a pretty good amount of time between when this person listened to the podcast and wrote in. See, it's this is why amount. we get into fights, because your mind thinks so quick, and I need to process things a little longer sometimes. You think that's why we get into fights? No. All right. Listen. All right. I'll jump right into it. How do I tell the guy I recently started seeing that I can't see him anymore because I'm choosing to donate my eggs? Huh? For more context. I'd like been, some more context, please. We've been seeing each other for about a month. We've been intimate, and he's been trying to hang out with me again. I recently started my egg donation journey and have been told to not have sex for the next three months to prevent getting pregnant during this process. She's donating them for money. I see. I, I see. You know, okay, go ahead. I Because I stuff. did this. I tried to do it. Uh, nobody wanted them little short ass eggs. Moshe. You, you know walk what? in, you're four foot 11. They're like, we're good. Someone did want them. They were Australian. They came to the border and the guy couldn't get it up. And so I was what? halfway through. I've told this story before. I was halfway through donating my eggs. Different than freezing my eggs that I do when I was 38. This is when I was 23 and poor. Yeah. I was like, I need five grand. So anyway. Is it cheaper when the donor is four foot 11? No, you get less money. I have a friend. It, it, it is. A little bit. I mean, you get less money for everything. If you've got a club foot, you get less money. Who the fuck has a club foot and is it donating happens. their eggs? I know someone. Okay. Okay. Uh, so she says, I recently started my egg donation journey and have been told to not have sex for the next three months. I did that part. Yeah, yeah. Which was, and I, I think Actually, like, you did that part the last three months oh of my, our relationship. That's not true. Are Marcia. you donating your eggs again? That is actually, why would you say that? Because it's not true. We had sex yesterday. I know, but I thought for comedic effect, it could be funny. kind of a fun area. No, that is, whenever someone says Listen, fun area, I'm, that's I'm definitely I'm feeling a little cocky cool. because of the boulder. I'll be honest. You really you. are. It's like, yeah. it's like you're a different person. Yeah, I am a different person. You know what though? It's I've, worth it. Just be you. I unleashed the beast. You know what? Honestly, someone from TaskRabbit would not have known how to get get rid of that because they wouldn't have put their whole heart and body and soul into That's it. That's right. Because I was I had something to prove. I wasn't just doing it to remove the boulder. I was doing it to remove the boulder that's been on my heart. This is how I'm going to find you dead one day with a rope around your body. We're going to be like, what was he doing? You're going to find me dead with a rope around my neck and my <laughs> cock in my hand. 
That's almost guaranteed to happen. Okay, all right. <laughs> so this girl says, I don't know how to tell him. I feel like it is a lot to explain at this stage of our relationship. I don't have strong feelings for him since it is all new, but I also don't know how to date or if I should date anyone during this journey of egg, jo- egg donation. Any advice, W. Listen, you want to hear something crazy, Natasha? Well, I dated someone in this situation. Yeah, and I told, at the time I was doing this, I told I had three boyfriends and I told one the one I thought was cool, and he totally got it. I dated someone straight through this situation. Yeah, it when, was really difficult. Uh-huh. She was super hormonal mm. and and got weird and mean, and also wasn't interested in sex. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And I just got through it. We got through it. Whatever. This you don't need to not date this guy. No, but anymore. she's saying should she tell him? Of course, she should tell him. I think so too. I mean, she's saying I don't feel that you know maybe for privacy you kind of don't want to tell him. But I think a perfect way to tell him isn't the sex thing. But you can say just so you know, this is what I said to the guy. I said you know I am taking these hormones. I'm getting like five grand. I'm going to pay for this, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm like, this is a good way for me to make money. And I'm really, and you can also say this. And it's really cool to be able to help out a family. I mean, I had to fill out a whole questionnaire. They picked me based on my favorite movie and my favorite book. Like, you know. What movie did you cite? Do you remember? I mean, this was when I was like 23 and I think I was trying to get picked. Mm -hmm. So I said Terms of Endearment. That's a great movie. It's a but great movie. Anyway, I've told this story before. Well, anyway, I dated someone through this, and you just get through it. I mean, sure, she should tell him about the sex because they've already had sex. She can't unsex him. It's also such a short amount of time. It is not a short amount of time. Three months? It's not a short amount of time at all. You're dating someone, you have sex with them, and then they don't tell you why, but don't fuck you for an, a, for a season? You're going to have to explain it, for sure. But it's not that crazy of an explanation. You, and you can ask that D. Well, you f- grow those eggs, you can suck that dick. That's simple. I mean, no, you're not going to want to. And also, it's a cool opportunity to see how he reacts. What if he's like, I think that is really wrong mm-hmm. or whatever. It's British. like, and I think it's cool to see who can hang with this. I mean, you believe in this. It's what you decided to do. You don't, and you can like, again, play up that you're helping the family. That'll help. Yeah. All right. All right. Next, next, next letter. You read Hi. Traditionally, I'm a serial monogamist, but finally found myself in that cliche dude just trying to fuck phase. <laughs> Also, I'm old. My last ex was very fond of the term middle-aged. He's probably like 32. I have a couple questions because my superpower is to analyze myself all out, uh, out of all potential for fun. One, is my vasectomy a sales pitch? Okay, so he's saying he wants to go slut it up and he's got a vasectomy. Is that a sales pitch? A.K.A. do I put it in my, tender, in my Tinder headline or do I keep it in my back pocket? <laughs> is that an opening line? Hey, baby, I got a vasectomy. <sighs> I mean, it sure does weed out the girls who are just waiting to ask him. I mean, how many vanilla pumpkin lattes do you have to have or like Chardonnays before you like, you know, waste your time? You might It might be good to let them know. You're saying anyone. I'm not a family man. Right, right. I can't. I'm literally physically incapable of being a family man. Because you're going to probably, you know, it's good to let people know that. Number two, how do I maintain that I'm actually a nice person, but I don't want anything to do with your family vibe. Love the pod. So this guy's basically 45 years old, and he's asking how he can become a fuck boy. Nay, a fuck man. A fuck man. And I think that, I think that being really honest, like the thing about being a slut, a male slut in mm-hmm. particular, is it requires you to have integrity about the fact that you, you, you're the person you're dating will never get anything more out of you than the dong. And so I think being very honest. No, is that's the way. not true. You could get love and companionship, and it doesn't sound like that's what he's after. Oh right. He's after a, a quick mukbang. A muk- okay. 
Yeah, I think you you just be honest. Have you ever had a purely sexual relationship with someone? Mm, not where I didn't think I was falling in love. Never. No. How fascinating. Maybe I had one one night stand. But never a long term booty call situation. No. Never. That is really interesting. No. That's crazy. Well, it's probably crazy that that's all you had before you met me when that's you were forty. That's also crazy. But I but I I I admit it. That's, I'm admitting it. I'm just saying. That's interesting, right? But we're kind of the opposite, you and me. All right. Yeah, I think, right? You just be honest. You got to say it. You think so? so? Okay, so let's help him. Does he put it in the Tinder? Don't maybe put it, don't put it in the headline. I wouldn't put it in the Tinder, but I think you get, you get real clear. How about, okay, how about this? Don't, don't say the vasectomy thing. You know why I like putting it in the Tinder? Why? Is because then anyone that writes back knows what's up, as opposed to you being that cliche dude where you have you a regular yeah. profile and then the person says, "Hey, what's up?" and then you write back, "Just looking for something casual." Like that's a turn off. But if you if you say what you just said, "Hey, I'm a guy that's just kind of looking for something casual." Yes, you will get many, 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 many less responses. But the responses you get, they will be going in with their eyes wide open. But I would like to, I think that's great. But I would also like to further your point and say you should say in the Tinder headline, I'm a guy. What did you just say? I'm looking, a guy just looking for... Looking for whatever you just said. Yes. For some fun. Don't don't say I've had a vasectomy. I don't think tell anybody them that, needs to know about it. Tell them that on the first date if, if you, you want. If, if you had a tonsillectomy, like put that in the Tinder profile. Yeah, sure. don't put that. Don't put the vasect. Don't put the V word in there because it seems a little weird and like po- people make fun of you and my vasectomy why? your vagina all right natasha i think we've solved another problem you want right. to read the next one i'll read the next one hi natasha and moshe i'm wondering how to ditch a friend without being a mean person i had a roommate for six months that's not a friend 15 years ago <laughs> and we were close at the time since then she's come back to town for a few days at a t- at a time few days at a time a couple times a year and always reaches out to get together i usually do it And it's fine, but I just never feel like going. We really have nothing to talk about, and I feel like the relationship ran its course a long time ago. Here you, this happened to me. Happens all the time. Sometimes I have an excuse. This is me talking. Sometimes I have an excuse like, we're busy or my kid is sick, etc. But I can't just dodge her every single time. Yes, you can. That's the only way to do it. Can I? She doesn't really have other friends in the area, but always comes with her family. So it's not like she's alone. How do I get out of this for good? Thank you. I love your show so much. It's way too much to come up to her and be like, listen, I just don't want to be friends anymore. It's so hurtful. This one's simple. You're just always busy. You just don't write back anymore. You write back like you, you definitely start to write back less. I, I got I actually got it. And then she gets offended. And then when she's offended, you're like, I'm so sorry. I've just been so busy. And then it's like, I'm just not that available. I have the answer. This is all about a really specific and strategic ghosting. Mm. The next time she asks you, says, I'm coming to town. See what you think of this, Natasha, because this is complicated. The next time she says, I'm coming to town, you do not write her back. Mm. You wait one month after her visit and then you write her. Sorry, I missed your message. Mm -hmm. Then the next time she comes to town, you don't write her back at all. This is a very clear signal that Mm -hmm. you've devalued the friendship. And it doesn't it doesn't beg the question are you dead so you just you do no response months later oh geez sorry missed this that's it then the next time no response whatsoever and then you just never write back again mm-hmm. that's what i think what do you got natasha no i agree i think that it's it sucks but i think that it's hard it it sucks, but yeah, you just have to kind of let their things go a little unanswered. Yeah. And I, I just am not a fan of like, I, 
I just want you to know that I don't want to be friends with him. Nobody like, needs that. Yeah. Wouldn't you rather... I know to the anti-ghosting people listening, you're like, that's fucked up. Wouldn't you rather a friend slowly go away than a friend tell you they don't like your personality and don't have anything in common with you? I would. Or that you felt like... Yeah, because it's like you also it's it's hard because time your time is so valuable. And as we get older, our time gets even more limited. And it's so hard because sometimes, yes, you had friendships that meant a lot to you, but you've kind of stood up and done this other thing and turned the corner and they haven't. I got it. I yes, got it. Laura? Another... Uh, Ghosting Laura, is worse. Laura, who we who we literally can't trust because her emotional responses are like psychotic, uh, says <laughs> she's had both happen and the ghosting is worth. How about uh, worse? How about this, Laura? Okay, I got an amendment to my last one. The next time she writes, you write back immediately with a very bad excuse. Sorry, I can't do that. I can't get together at that time. Just really busy right now. Then the next time she writes, you do the month later. Then the next time she writes, you don't write back at all. How about that? Has never had that happen, says Laura. It seems like it would be the worst of all of the options. Being strung along, she says it sounds. Maybe like- it's maybe it. So is it like a breakup? Because you wouldn't. Because it's a little different. A friend from like first of all, this is a roommate from fifteen years ago, and the problem is she probably hasn't really developed that much in the past fifteen years, or maybe she has, but she still thinks the same that you guys are friends, and she's also like, you know kind of using you right this she's is, trying to stay at her no, place she's, no she's not where'd or you she's get trying that to from hang out. i she yeah, has just trying to use her to hang out you know <laughs> friendships usually don't involve that i okay now i'm having a hard time because laura said that she's experienced it i've never experienced this and so i feel like i'd rather be ghosted but it's hard to refute direct experience mm-hmm. so you're saying laura that maybe the right answer would be a, a an email next time she says it say okay this is the new the new pitch. Hey, sorry. The truth is, I'm so busy these days. I don't have time to hang out with anybody. I'm not going to be able to make it. That's kind of good. I mean, I think there is something to what Laura's saying, though. A, a message where where they where you're you know they're lying, but they say, "Hey, just so you know, I, I I'm not going to be able to get together with you. I'm I'm so busy these days." I don't have time for anything social. I'll let you know if anything changes. Is like a really clear message. What would you rather have, Natasha? That that would hurt, but they all hurt. I almost what? would cut it off. I see. I would almost rather have someone ignore me, and then I'll just pump myself up one day and say, "Oh, they probably just they probably got busy and just didn't." I'd rather I think I'd rather have someone ignore me than tell me that they didn't have time to hang out with me to be honest oh, this is a tough one I think either option is going to hurt your friend's feelings but option Laura does have more integrity that's true actually I mean no one more boundaries and no one's more, suggest- more personal boundaries no one's suggesting the actual um, honest answer which, which is, is what hey I, I don't even mine includes a lie I'm too busy to hang out with anyone no one <laughs> believes that Oh, I never hang. I'm no longer social. The actual honest answer is, hey, I'm not going to be able to get together. I think our friendship has run its course. No, no. I, I think I think I would say something like, hey, um, you know, nice to hear from you. I'm so busy these days. I, I, I wish I had time to even hang out with my boyfriend or my friends. I'm gonna, this is, you they know, write but, back, oh, but you, have fun. You never hang out with your friends. Huh? They write back. You mean you never hang out with your friends? 
I mean, I don't know. No, I think yours is actually good. Hey, I'm so busy these days. I barely. How about this? This is good. We've gotten with to it. With work and yeah. Hey, with work and everything else these days, I barely have time to hang out with my with my boyfriend and and closest friends. I wish I had some time, but but I'm just not gonna be able to make it. Yeah. Say hi to blah blah blah. No, 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 don't do that. No, 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 no door. Because this was a roommate. This was not even someone you naturally would have liked as a friend. Yeah. Because this is someone who like paid to live in your house. The same is not true for her. She's like, oh my God, I can't believe my roommate is someone I want to keep in touch with close. Yeah, well, you're probably cooler than her. All right, wait, before we go to the next one, should we do some secrets, Natasha? Yeah, let's do it. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. Let's talk about microdosing. You know, I love to micro and macro dose. But this is just to talk about that micro. You know that just right feeling when your body and mind are really at peace, like after a workout or a nice long shower? Oh yeah, when you're relaxed, focused, but just like a little energized, not like totally tripping out. We call that being in the zone. Well, microdosing can help you get into that zone easier and stay there longer. Microdosing can also help you relieve anxiety or pain, muscle tension. It can give you that mood boost, it make you relax, and you will be living in the moment. It can also help spice up your sex and intimacy, however, oh, we do not need that at all. Lucky, because I am sober, and if it was even slightly less good between us sexually, I'd be microdosing right now. It can help you with falling asleep, it can help you staying asleep. It can help you with your exercise, your post-workout recovery. Your focus, your creativity. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code HONEYMOON to get free shipping and, oh my God, 30% off your first order. Don't take the Lord's name in vain. Again, that's microdose.com code HONEYMOON. Microdose.com code HONEYMOON for 30% off. Hello, Natasha. Um... First of all, I just want to tell you that I've added this number to my uh, phone book on my phone because I love calling and reading secrets. Anyway, my secret is that when I was 17 years old, my parents donated a bunch, donated a bunch of money at some auction and ended up getting us, as in me and my family, a private plane to Mexico. And at 17 years old, my parents, used to tell me that they loved me, but they didn't like me very much because I just caused a lot of trouble. And um, anyway, I decided that having a private plane in Mexico was the perfect opportunity to stash about $80 worth of marijuana into my bra and smuggle in to Mexico for my uh, week-long vacation. And um, I didn't get caught or anything. Um, but to this day, I think that's like the closest I've ever been to actually shitting my pants, um, when I landed in Mexico, but I got away with it. I've never um, told my parents because I have my shit together now and I feel like they're going to probably change their opinion about me if they know. Anyway, now you know, now somebody knows. Okay. Bye. I'm going to go ahead and say, take the, uh, secrets hotline number out of your phone. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if that was the, your opener. I'm a, I'm a, and I'm gonna guess it gets duller from here. That I'm only kidding. This is a great story about bringing in half an ounce of weed to Mexico, <laughs> where you literally can't cross a beach without a child going coke dope weed on a private plane that somehow you got from donating money. Listen, 
I was hoping it, I was hoping some something real spicy. She was, was cute. Gonna, she was cute. I'm only joking. I hope you know that I'm only joking. Okay, let's hear another secret. Yeah. Hi, Natasha and Masha. Um, my secret is that I find my brother's wife very annoying. She's annoying because she's too nice. Like she's very kind and thoughtful, but it's like she's nothing else. Like she's not funny. She's not super bright. I mean, she's educated, but she doesn't have anything interesting to say. And she's also not very attractive. Like she's thin, but she's got an ugly face. And her demeanor is just very like gauche and, and, and wholesome. And, um, uh, I can't help but reflect on that time years ago when they had been dating seven months that I told him not to break up with her. Um, I wish I had him because I think he could do better. Um, so yeah, uh, I wish I could get over this somehow. I think I'm getting increasingly rude to her and it's bad. Love you lots. Bye. Okay. No, no, no. Here's what happened, Natasha. Okay. She said my brother's wife. Oh, I see. And I heard my brother's life. <laughs> and I was like, wait, are we so progressive but also transphobic that you say brother but then use the wrong right use the right pronouns but the wrong I got confused. <laughs> so my, she doesn't like her sister-in-law. Yes. Yes, that's okay. what yes. And that is a classic. Yeah, but I mean that's not that big of a deal. Yeah, it's just you got to deal with it. You got four days a year max. Yeah. If you play your cards right. With the brother, I mean, no, that's not true. I'd say 10 days a year. Once a month is good. Yeah. yeah. You I can w- you can fashion your life so you like went to that dinner, but not that one. Mm-hmm. That you went to that thing, but not that thing. That You you know, or there's like a lot of people around. You don't have to get, sit by her. Yeah. I, I, yeah. You just got to suck it up. I mean, that's this is a straight up. This is a classic. You do not get to choose who your siblings marry. And unfortunately, they are in your life from now on. So you don't, you'll never like her, but you got to learn to deal with her. I agree. All right. One more secret. This better be a good one, Laura. I know, Laura. Find us something juicy. <laughs> Hi, Natasha and Mosh. Um, my secret is that I just fooled around with my landlord's person, but she was there. So, like, Actually, she consented to everything, but they kind of like had sex in front of me and it was cool. And then he wanted me to take my boobs out, so I did. And um, then he sucked on them and yeah, and then like uh, we were done and... I don't think I will tell anyone about this. So <laughs> that is my secret. In Thank ten you. in ten years, she's going to be like telling people advice. Like, definitely don't have just sex flings with your landlord. <laughs> because seriously, like, I think this is cool that you did this, but like, it's boundaries. Like, it's where you live. It it's too much. Well, you better get a rent reduction. <laughs> I mean, if I mean, you gotta get a rent reduction. What? What? It's just so you can be. 
get your tits sucked. You got to get something more out of this than just getting. Yeah, your you're going to be getting leered at every time you come home and you're going to have to feel like you have to look cute when you try to go out and get a coffee or whatever. I mean, let me just say to $80 kind of worth to of weed in my bra lady. That's <laughs> a, what that's a, what a secret sounds like. Uh, yeah, no, that's a good one. My that landlord is a good one. sucked on my titties while he fucked his girlfriend. I mean, you got to get a rent reduction. Wait, is the landlord the man? Because she said, well, yeah, his landlords person are, was landlords there. Landlords are always men. No, but... Well, I was trying to figure out what she was saying. She I said the landlord's right. person was I there. I think the landlord is the woman. And her person was the man. Her person? Yeah. You mean her boyfriend? Well, she said person. Is that a thing now that people say? I don't know. You know my person? Like, you're my person? Oh, okay. Maybe. You're my you person, You know how too. on The Bachelor, there's always some moment where you go, you're my person. Oh, I yeah. my person. All those women on The I Golden Bachelor. That. I look at you sometimes. I go, you're my person. And, and I just want to have a tenant suck on your titties. <laughs> As my person, that's what's important to me. All right. All right. Well, that listen. That is wild. I mean, that's that's got to be somehow in the kind of me too milieu, right? A balance of imbalance of power. You got to get money off your rent, dude. For sure. Well, good luck with that. But also... If I'm letting my landlord suck on my titties, I'm getting money off the rent. They're going to get into a relationship. It sounds so annoying to me. I mean, how annoying is a threesome anyway or a poly relationship, but then it's like right outside your door? And it's landlords. And we all know that landlords are scum. You're letting scum suck on your titties? Don't let a scum (laughs) suck your titties. All right. right. Let's let's read a couple more of these motions. We might not get to all of these, but let's, let's do one or two more. Hi, Moshe and Natasha. My husband and I have been together for over 10 years. We're both in our 30s and have two kids. My husband tells me he has found God and his faith again. He grew up religious, Protestant, and then eventually became an atheist. I grew up with almost no mention of religion in my family. I was baptized Catholic but never practiced. My parents never spoke about religion, and I don't remember going to church ever. So I don't have much of an opinion on religion or faith. I respect other people and whatever they practice, but I have no experience or thought about it. My husband went to church today and brought our five-year-old. I feel uneasy about it. Mm. I want to support him, but I feel uncomfortable when it comes to religion. He says I should have faith. What if he wants me to start going to church? I don't want to be excluded from what my family does, but I also just have no experience with this. And as I said, I feel so uncomfortable about it. Any help or advice would be appreciated. Thanks. Signed, Satan. Well, there's your problem. I I was on your side until I read who it was that was writing. Satan, away with thee, get behind me. You got to lay the law down now, ASAP, because if this is any form of Christianity, they're very into a recruiting aspect. And you are just, when they look in your eyes, you're just like two more eyeballs that could like be a part of their religion. No, no, no. This is his wife. I know, but I'm just saying the people around them are going to want to like bring her into the fold. So I think you need to like, you know, stand your ground now, let your kid know. And like, maybe talk to him first, your husband, and be like, I'm fine to be an inner faith. You know, I want to teach our kid about all religions. Maybe pretend like you're into Buddhism or meditation or something. Yeah, just well, be like, you make know, up that you're in a different no, religion. No, meditation is like, you can just say like, like I'm trying to explore meditation and like right. I'm reading some Ram Dass. Like I don't want to just confine us to Christianity, but I'm okay if you want to take, believe me, you know what they say? Like let them hang themselves. The cat, the, ch- the 
Sunday church, it's not like the kid's going to be like, oh, I fell in love with church. Kids hate church. <laughs> so <laughs> it's okay to bring your, you know, and you can maybe even say, I'm like, if it's really important to you and I'm glad you found your faith, honey, that makes me so happy. But your, your journey is not my journey, but I still want to be able to support ooh, you. Ooh. But I also simultaneously want to make sure that our, our child has a, you know, because it is, you know, spirituality, you know, I'm more spiritual than religious. That's a good one too. And it's just more important to me that like he grows up, she grows up like with a more broad minded, you know, look at all that's going on in the world over religion. Like it's really important to me that we're an interfaith family and I'm totally fine if you want to bring him once in a while. And then he's not going to Sunday school because you don't want indoctrination. So you have to be like, you know, once, you know, when you want to take them or whatever. And also it is good that he's found faith and you just have to make sure they don't get that look in their eyes where they want to start recruiting. Yeah. Natasha, I would say that was a 10 out of 10 right there. I think like the, it's so important. You're not in charge of your husband's journey. Mm -hmm. You're not in control of his journey, but you're definitely in control. What percentage of that journey takes over your household? So mm -hmm. like, you know, there's a lot of Christians and every other religion that wear it like a loose garment. And then there's a lot of people in religion that it becomes their primary thing. Now you aren't there yet, but you're at the beginning. And so you have to lay down, just like Natasha said, ground rules. You say, and you don't make them seem like rules. You're just like, hey, I'd love to talk to you. Oh, about but they this. are actually. I no, think I there know. are some un. I think there are some non-negotiables. One is that um, that that your your husband never um, tells your child that Christianity is the right way mm -hmm. and that her way is the wrong way. That's true. There's never a your mom isn't saved, she's going to hell type of situation happening. Because if there is, to me, that's a hard deal breaker, like a big one. And I think even you should go as far as to say Sunday is fine if you want to take them to church, but two Sundays a month, I'm going I take our kid to something else. Yeah. Because and, and think of your own journey in, in terms of expansion, you know? Yes, it is not acceptable for can, someone else's journey of faith to become imposed upon you, I yeah. would say. And also, I would start off the conversation by acknowledging, because hopefully your husband is in a better place that, since he's found his faith. Like when Moshe goes surfing, not that that's his faith, but like it's close. it makes him in such a good mood. And I'm so happy for it, even though it's annoying and he doesn't think that like he doesn't remember anything that the kid needs for the beach. But still, it's like it is like. Uh, you know, I, I'm happy for it. So be grateful that he has found this too. Yeah, I think that's a good start to the conversation. I'm so glad that you found faith and that it's meaningful to you. Mm -hmm. I just want to make sure you understand. I say it like this, Natasha. Yeah. I want to make sure you understand that I'm not a person of the Christian faith and that we have a family together. And it's really important mm -hmm. that as you go down your journey of faith, that you don't start to expect that me, that... I, me and the child join you on your your journey of faith at this point i'm not interested in that maybe someday i will but i don't want our child to feel like she has to become a member of your faith in order to be saved in order to have value mm -hmm. and in order to be in order to be a good person that's important and it's it's a non-negotiable for me mm -hmm. i think that's super super important and then i think natasha's right on those off sundays you bring your child to a synagogue you bring your child to a buddhist meditation you bring your child to a mosque bring your child to other versions of faith so that your child because the one thing that i don't like is when people start saying um i my way is the right way but obviously, if you're in a single faith family, it's more difficult to fight against that. But you're not. You got an atheist slash agnostic mother and a Christian leaning father. As long as he 
gets benefit out of his Christianity and you don't get detriment, I think all is good. All is well in the world. All right, Satan. Good luck. Good luck, Satan. All right. One more. Hey, love the pod. Here's my advice question. Please keep it anonymous. Of course, this is a podcast. I'm about to move in with my girlfriend. We're in our late 20s. She has a friend who she knew from high school, briefly dated in college, bad relationship, then became good friends again post-college. Okay. I have no issues with them being friends, especially because they have plenty of mutual friends. But the question came up of what happens if he wants to visit. So this is a boy-girlfriend. Got it. We're in a major city, and he has a family a couple hours outside, so it would make sense that he flies in and crashes a night at ours at some point. My initial instinct is, I don't want to be welcoming to an ex into our home. My girlfriend is completely understanding and okay with whatever I decide I'm comfortable with, but has pointed out the obvious weirdness that would then exist when she tells him I feel that way. Ooh, that's kind of rude. She's like, oh, no, it's fine, but, you know, I am going to let him know. I am going to let Peter know that you said he couldn't stay here because you're still <laughs> kind of jealous of him. What do you think? Am I being reasonable or am I letting my male ego get in the way? I never even heard of such a thing. This is su- this sucks for this person because they're trapped. There's no option. Because if everything's only, like, per- once they're around each other, he'll be able to tell if they have sexual chemistry. If only there was some sort of industry where a person from out of town could find a place to stay. You know, they could, let's say, pay to have a, their own room. You know, it, like they say they live in a major Honey, city. People don't always have money. Like that could be like a thousand dollars. Then why is he coming to town? He's coming to town. Because he probably has $700. Well, he can go out to this, eat, but the, he can't afford a place. The, the premise here is that this person is coming to, to town on a vacation. It's probably New has York. Has enough money to visit New York City. And then stay with his but ex. But only, his only option yeah. is to stay at his ex-girlfriend's house. Maybe save up and do one trip a year instead of two so that you can afford to stay at a hostel or an Airbnb or at a different friend's house. Honey, yeah, I'm going to hope this is Manhattan because if this is not Manhattan, it's like this part. First of all, the we- I would never ask you. If my ex-boyfriend could spend the night at our house. Even but, if I knew I would never touch him, he had the tiniest penis or whatever, I would this? still... I would never ask my ex-girlfriend who's living with a new man if I could crash on their couch. It's a little weird. It and is weird. It's a little bit... But what if he phrases it, this male ego boy right now who's writing in, what if he phrases it more like, uh, I don't know, like overnight guests, like it just feels like a little... Like, is there just like one word he could say that's no, like... I think you're missing the... Because she's also like, I'm going to tell him. That's the part... That's the rub. That's weird. It is your girlfriend's relationship with this person that is the onus. You, the onus is on your girlfriend to not say, oh, my boyfriend doesn't want you staying here. I mean, is everybody incapable of of easy and com- clear communication? You're a very clear communicator, Moshe. The girlfriend Moshe. doesn't say, oh, unfortunately... Um, I'm snitching on my boyfriend. He doesn't want you staying here. Yeah, why she can't says, she speak for both of you? Hey, we don't have room. Yeah. Hey, we're not. Hey, how about? Uh, unfortunately, on the, we, we, we're, we're, unfortunately, it would be better if you stayed in a hotel. So, what Just, does he say to her to get her to tell him that? I think you should tell him to stay in a hotel. 
<laughs> just tell him to stay in a hotel. Yeah, like, like there's Seinfeld tons of Airbnbs. Here? But Oh, and then maybe say, but he'd love to get dinner with you. We'd love to hang hey, out. Hey, hey, high not- five. Because you know what? By saying that, then it doesn't mean, she, you know, she can't be like, oh, he's jealous. We'd love to take you out to dinner. Yeah, we'd love to take you out to dinner. It'd be fun. And then you can get to know him a little better and see what their vibe is. See if they get drunk together. See what, like, what's the it's situation. It's so simple. Unfortunately, it's not going to work to have overnight guests right now. Yeah. But we'd love to hang out. We'd love to take you out to dinner. This is what... Is he so dense that he's going to be like, he's going to get that message? Imagine the ex-boyfriend. He gets the message. Hey, come to Manhattan. Hoping I can crash on your couch. The girl writes back. Oh, dude, I'm so glad you're coming. Unfortunately, it's not going to work out to do overnight uh, guests right now. But we'd love to see you and take you out to dinner. He reads that email and just goes, what the fuck? What's (laughs) happening? How could this be? How could it? What explanation is possible that my girlfriend from college who's in a relationship with another man isn't welcoming me to crash on her couch? What could it be? He's not stupid. He's going to take the hint and say, okay, I'll stay at a different friend's house or find a fucking hotel to stay in. And if I can't do either of those, maybe I don't go to Manhattan. Well, we don't even know if this is Manhattan. That's just, I'm hoping. If it's not Manhattan, you're right. I'm hoping too. If it's not Manhattan, it's unconscionable. (laughs) Because, I mean... Yeah, I just don't get it. I don't get why this He just girl... needs to work on his language because he does have a male ego. He has, he has uh, in capitals, welcoming to an ex into our home. He has our home in, capital, in capitals too. So you're clearly like perturbed by this, but don't show the girlfriend that. Just but, say, yeah, let's take him out to dinner. But I think overnight guests, that just seems like a lot. No, it's, it's a two-part conversation. Yeah, let's take him out to dinner, but overnight guests, that just feels like a lot. And also... There's no need for you to tell him the reason he's not staying here is because I don't want him here. Fucking the biggest duh of all time. Yeah, this let's is a just Mount have Everest dinner with duh. him and like what, like get the no, night clear. Look at this sentence. My girlfriend is completely understanding and okay with whatever I decide I'm comfortable with, but has pointed out the obvious weirdness that would exist when she tells him I feel that way. She's campaigning for him. Don't tell him he feels that way. And if way, she can't do that, then maybe, I mean, you just need to pay attention. And you definitely should have dinner with them while they're in town so you can kind of like gauge this because I think it's want. weird that she's like, I, if he, if you say no, he might be mad. If I mean, it's a no, little bit like, ooh, my hands like are pitting tied. the boy. She wants the boys to start like fighting in her yard. Oh, my hands are tied. Unfortunately, I am going to have to tell him that you're just too insecure to, to have my ex-lover stay on our couch. So I will have to say that to him. I mean, this is young people shit. She doesn't understand. This girl doesn't understand. That she shouldn't say that. That she shouldn't understand. That she they shouldn't should say work that. as a couple. They should work she as a and couple. the boyfriend she's, living together are like a, you know, a united a front. She's focused on how uncomfortable she will feel telling him no. But part of the process... Listen, I'm going to go further. Part of the process of growing up is you just don't have people stay on your couch at a certain point. That yeah. That's also a thing. You get to a certain age... And you just go, oh, yeah, it's a little tight here. It's a little tight. It's unfortunately a little tight. Okay, is it your brother? Your brother come to town? Okay, maybe you have him stay on your couch. Your best friend? Okay, maybe you have him come to Your Your ex, who you rekindled, a, it's not, it doesn't beg an explanation when you say, oh, yeah, it's a little tight around here. Like, unfortunately, we can't do overnight guests. I mean, everyone needs to figure out that they can just say what is true for them and not blame their boyfriend so that they don't feel guilty. I agree. Well, might, might everyone be as excellent a communicator as you, Moshe? And oh, listen, man. if you have a secret, give us a call at 
8608. If you have a boulder that needs moving, go ahead and leave that on the oh secret my God, line. Moshe, I'm happy to come to your place. You can remind me of that for the rest of our life. That, this Fucking was like nice. a seminal moment in my life. Yeah, it was a seminal moment for me too when I busted semen into my <laughs> pants. <laughs> Give us an email if you want to be on the podcast. EndlessHoneymoonPod at gmail.com. We can have you on the podcast. You can also be a member of our Patreon. All right. Well, uh, talk to you later. Hey, I'll talk to you later, Natasha. Love you. Love you too.